Hello and welcome to Trainer's Voice, brought to you by Guardian Angel Equine Services, a podcast created for the busy equestrians in mind for on-the-go training, chat, learning. My goal as a trainer is to help improve horses' lives and performance by educating and helping their owners. These episodes are my opinions based on my knowledge from research and experience. Feel free to ask questions. All my links will always be in the show notes. Let's get into it. So today I wanted to kind of address something that I really didn't clear up. So I did a podcast not that long ago about, uh, I think it was called Ignorant TikTok Trainers or something like that. And I talked about additional methods that I don't like as a trainer that um, really just aren't needed. Um, So such as using a patient pole or... Uh, tie in the leg to the body of the horse so they can't walk or move, uh, things like that. And I've had actually a few people ask me, well, why don't, well, how do you know those trainers didn't need to do that? Well, for one thing, there's not a need to do that unless that horse is critically ill and has to have treatment right then and there and just isn't in the spot in their training where they are able to do that. So I would, of course, then force a horse into a situation by either tying them to something or whatever I could to get that um, treatment to that horse. But that is very few and far between in those instances. Um, I, for, for personally don't believe those are needed. One, because I have not come across a horse that I felt like I have just had to tie his leg to his body so I could get on him. That is a big red flag for me, and I don't see a point where that's needed at all. That's like hobbling a horse so you can get on it, and there's really no point for that at all. I have officially trained two horses now where I, it's pretty much force-free training, and I have used the method that I call no-touch negative reinforcement, and, uh, or we'll call it no-touch training for short, Um, but it is a form of negative reinforcement in the lightest form of negative reinforcement that I could possibly do. So anything and everything that revolves around using body language or energy or anything like that to get a horse to do what I want it to, but not with positive reinforcement as in giving it a treat when it does it. So I have successfully trained two horses in the same situation and or I have actually done this with multiple other horses at at times in their training that I never really actually uh, come across. Like, I didn't think about doing it. It was just something that happened until here recently in the last year, I have started actually making this part of my training method. And no-touch training is pretty much, I get in there and I'm working this horse and I'm asking this horse to do the same things people would do with the lead rope. So, um, Clinton Anderson, for example, and I'm just using him because his method was the first method I ever used to train horses. While I don't use his method as much anymore, if at all, 
um, I use it in a different way. So when I first started training Jake, I used his method and he would use, look at the butt and then, um, aggressively just continue on adding pressure. So it's like you scrout, you crouch, look at the butt. This is when you're yielding the hindquarters. This is just an example. You crouch, you look at the butt, you make some noise, you tap the air, you swing the rope, and then you hit him with a rope. All like that. It's bam, 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 bam. All of his training methods are very quick responses. It's not giving the horse a, t a chance to really think about what they need to do. It's like um, asking this, do it right now, do it right now, do it right now. Um, and then you're like building the pressure super fast. You're doing this and it's like just crazy fast. And so now these horses that I've worked with, it literally all you have to do is look at the horse's rear crouch a little bit and look at the horse's rear and walk towards the rear and that horse will move over. There's no need of bam, 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 bam. Your horse can still be responsive and react quickly without having to start off going bam, 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 bam. You know, uh, I don't have to touch that horse on the rear. I just crouch a little bit and look and walk towards that butt. And if that doesn't work, typically I wiggle the lead rope to add a little bit of a pressure, but I'm not yanking on it. I'm literally wiggling it the slightest bit. And then it's, and then that horse will respond or, and, or pull his head towards me a little bit, depending on where the head position is. And then that horse will swing his butt around. I didn't have to do a whole lot. It was not a lot of work. I would say maybe it was just that horse, you know, maybe it was just that horse and I just got lucky. But here's the thing. I've done that with two horses intentionally and put together with quite a few other horses that have actually responded that way. When I started training Betton is when I really started realizing that you don't have to use a whole lot of pressure and force to train a horse. The thing that we run into is horses who have been through a so-called training program before where they have been put in a situation where they start to resist pressure or they really just don't know what you're asking. So you have to increase that pressure in order for them to be like, oh, okay, I can do that. Or you're increasing the pressure and the horse is freaking out because it has no idea what you're asking. And so those are the situations where horse of those horses where people feel like they really need to increase and use a lot of pressure because the horse doesn't really know what they're asking and or the horse has been taught in a training program that to resist pressure because it it is um it is not comfortable I should say. So you know, I'd say maybe I've just had easy horses all my life, but I really haven't had all that easy of horses. You know, some of the horses I have have been pretty chill, really easy, really nice, you know, great. But I have had some pretty difficult horses who have gone through horrible training instances and have brought them back down to a level where I can use no touch training. And it's that simple. All you have to know is what you're doing and what you're asking and to prepare that horse for that yes answer and they'll do it. 
you know, you don't have to tie a horse's leg to their body in order for you to get on them. You can prepare them in a way that you can get on them and not have to worry about them bucking. You can have their first ride and their second ride and not worry about them having the bucking. Because you know why? You prepared them in a way that it is not a problem. As to where a lot of people, they prepare their horses with lack thereof. And they expect that horse to buck. They expect that horse to act out. And that is not a training method. That is not how training horses should work. I don't want my horse to buck my first ride. I don't want him to buck my second ride. I don't want him to buck ever. So I'm going to prepare him in a way that almost somewhat, you can't ever guarantee it in the horse world, but that would somewhat make me feel a ton better that I prepared this horse in a way that... I feel like he's not going to buck or she's not going to buck. So, yeah, you know, maybe I'm just speaking out my rear there, but there have been horses I've come across that are still what people would call a difficult horse, which isn't being a difficult horse. It's being misunderstood. So... I just feel like, you know, people want to, well, you don't know this situation. You don't know that situation. I don't know a situation, but I do know equine behavior to the best of my abilities at the moment. And I'm still continuing to train and um, study equine behavior. So I may not know the full situation, but I can tell you how and where horses don't typically react in a certain way and you can start off with lighter pressure it amazed me once i realized how less how much less of a pressure i really needed to train a horse and then when i started using it on horses that i touch and work with every day it really surprised me on how every single one of them responds to not even touching them you know or if you do touch them how light of a touch that they really do respond to. Even horses that have had no training of being taught how to back up or how to move over or move their rear end, move their forehand, you know, it surprises me how just a simple little body language or just a little touch on the shoulder or on the rear can ask them to move over. You don't have to immediately just bam, 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 and then all of a sudden you're starting to whip them because they're not responding in the time that you want. You have to build up to a time of response. A horse doesn't just automatically respond to something that they don't know. You're teaching them something that you have to build on. You have to teach them how to be responsive. And you have to teach them that quickness, you know. Some horses, it comes by naturally. They learn it quicker and they respond quicker. But other horses, you know, it takes them a little bit longer. So their response time is going to be slower until they're confident and really know what's going on. For a horse to be responsive, he has to A, know the answer. B, be confident that he is giving the right answer. And C, have confidence in general that he is doing what he's supposed to. So he's not second guessing himself. He's not going, ah, is this the right answer? I'm going to try. But, you know, 
you have to present the horse with the correct answer before you ask them the question. And I see this all, all too numerous times in the equine world where people just are in such a rush. They expect their horses to already know the answer. Even horses who have been put through a training program before. And it irritates me because people train differently. Not everybody trains the same way. Cues are different. The way people sit in the saddle is different. For their, Therefore, the cue for that, whatever you could be doing, could be setting that horse off just by a little bit, by the uh, just a simple weight change. Because that horse isn't used to that weight change. People are so impatient. And when you get a horse back from the trainer, because they're not responding to you so quickly, then people get so upset and then just immediately start using more and more pressure but they haven't really considered the fact that the horse may not know the answer to the question you're asking. This is why I find it to be so, so, so very important for owners to be working with trainers. If a trainer does not require an owner to be present in at least a few sessions and or giving certain, I don't want to say lessons, like they're trying to teach you how to ride, but lessons as to how the trainer is working with a horse, then I don't want to be working with that trainer. Because sending a horse to even a trainer that you pay $800 a month to who has won numerous awards and so and such and all this crap and you send that horse and you get it back home, if you do not know how exactly that person has been training that horse, you may still struggle with that horse. If that person did not require or ask you to come to a couple sessions, that trainer is still worthless in my eyes no matter how much that person has won because they don't have the horse or the owner's interest in mind when talking about this or when doing these things. The owner has to know the yes answers as well before they can ask the question. Not only that, but trainers themselves have to know the yes answer in order to ask the question. They have to know how to teach the yes answer before they ask the horse the question. It's all about questions and answers. There's not a no question, you know, horses were always in the way I, you know, I thought in my head the whole time, I was like, well, if I took my horse off the lead rope and if I only trained him with treats, you know, he wouldn't be doing anything that I would want him to. He would go off. He wouldn't want to work with me if I gave him the opportunity to just walk away from me. And little did I know when I actually took the halter and lead rope off and I actually started working with my horse and seeing what he was saying yes and no to, then I really started beginning to learn and listen to my horse and realize that he always wants to be by my side. He will not leave me. And the problem with saying that he wouldn't is that I didn't know what was making him uncomfortable and I didn't know what was making him comfortable. So when I actually started learning and researching and actually asking correct answers or questions to answers he actually knew is when he really started working with me and really started saying, hey, this, is, this lady's cool. We can do this, you know? And it's the same with all horses. People are afraid of their horses not wanting to work with them, but you should be really asking yourself, why wouldn't my horse want to work with me? And really work on fixing why they wouldn't and make it to why they would. So these are things that I feel like people, uh, trainers and owners all alike, really need to be thinking about before they really start um, 
thinking that their horse is just hard to handle or that they really need to use a certain type of method or pressure for that horse. It drives me crazy because as many horses as I've worked with now, and I'm not saying I've worked with just a shit ton of people or a shit ton of horses, but like the ones I have and the ones that I have experimented with, so to say, about how much pressure I need to use is phenomenal. You know, horses are willing to work and they're willing to listen and they're willing to do anything you ask them to as long as you have their interest in mind and they and you make it worth willing to do. Because if you're sitting there just yanking on a horse's face for them to back up, they're not really going to want to back up. They're not really going to want you around. But if you start with small steps and you start with body language, you start with your energy, moving that horse backwards, as soon as they take a step back and you stop, they realize these things. They start to work their brain. You know, they, the wheels in their head start turning. Okay, okay, I can do this. They get confidence in it. But if that horse, you start walking up to that horse and he's not backing up and you start yanking on his face, all of this is happening so fast that their brain can't think. Their wheels can't turn and they can't put together the correct answer because it's they're being overwhelmed. If you are in a situation and people are giving you 500 things to do, so someone, so-and-so, say you're at work, I don't know what your job is, but so-and-so tells you to do this, and then so-and-so tells you to do this, and then so-and-so asks you to do this, all within, you know, a, a five-minute span of things, and you have not yet had time to even start the first thing that you are asked to do, you get overwhelmed. You start creating a list in your head. Okay, this is, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. All within that five minutes. And you start freaking out. Anxiety happens. Stress happens. And then you get overwhelmed. Same thing happens to the horses. Stop telling them to do so many things at once, especially when they don't know how to do it. I think that's my rant for today. Uh, I hope that kind of clears up what I mean by not needing certain methods. Because if you are preparing your horse correctly, you don't need to tie their, their leg to their body. I don't know who told you you need to, and I'm sorry for that, but you don't. You really need to think about the steps you're asking and if you are asking yes questions. Because trust me, it makes all the world a difference in the end if you can ask yes questions. And if you ever need help in figuring out what, you're, what it is you're doing wrong or what you want to do better or why your horse won't do something certain, please don't hesitate to ask any kind of questions. You're always welcome on the VIB Facebook group. Um, it's very important barrel racers. That is my personal group. You're always welcome to join and ask any kind of questions. I'd love to help you for free. Love to help you figure all this out. Love to help you kind of guide you through your journey. If you ever need help, just let me know. I'd be happy to help and help your horse as well. Thanks. And hopefully we'll talk again soon.